Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today you're probably hearing an echo because I'm in a different location recording this week's show, and nothing can be done about it or there would be no show this week. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. We're going to be talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from December 29, 1990. It's the year-end review show, which means we've covered all of this crap before. Uh, before we get into the show, let me give a special shout-out to our largest page contributors, uh, monthly disrespectfully classy marky blassy mike children joe ice and good old justin thank you for your generous support and doc uh let me uh before i throw to you mention five nights at uni aka carl thanks for becoming an annual btt hall of famer and aaron l longtime listener is now a btt hall of famer as well doc now i'll throw it to you behind all the echoes how you doing man well, it's been a while since we've done one of these, not for the people, but in real time, it's been what, three weeks? Close to, yes. How you been, buddy? Oh, oh miserable. Okay, a lot going that's on. normal for you. Um, <laughs> we don't have Harper tonight. Last we heard, he is um, from Harper. He was somewhere in the suburbs of Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> something we got some message that said needed more printery. Fuck it, I'll just go over there and get it. So we think he's in China. Is that is that correct? Are you playing, man? <laughs> Can you imagine a Harper wandering the streets of like Hong Kong looking for printery? No. He's no. like a. He's like a modern day version of Kung, the original Kung Fu show where he's just wandering the land in search of shit. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine it, man. It's like, what's the over under if Harper landed in China before he's detained by authorities? Over and under as far as hours or days? Minutes. Apologies for the fucking dog in the background. I don't know what the hell he's barking at. Well, mm. I, it sounds like you're out looking for him. So you've recently redone your situation of recording, and now it appears that, you know, with your all the BTT money, you've ripped up the carpet in your room, and, you, and you've got fancy-ass tile, um, and, or you're out with your damn dog looking for Harper. What's going on with you? So let's get back to Harper. Over and under on on 
minutes or days or hours as far as uh, before he gets into trouble in China? Yeah. Less than a minute after the stuff that he said on the show. That okay, I was going to take it serious, <laughs> and I was going to say he needed a good hour to get himself into some real lathered-up trouble. Easily. But Harper is not made to thrive in a communist society. He needs he needs freedom. He needs the kind of freedom that only a Western democracy can provide. Am I am I wrong here? <laughs> it is so true. I mean, look, there are some people that I mean, I don't want to go live in a communist country. I, I'm perfectly happy. Y'all, some of y'all may not think so, but I'm perfectly happy to be call myself an American. And I'm not saying I would thrive in a, in a communist state either, but I guarantee you I can make it longer than Harper before bad things start unraveling for you. I, I'm mean you could make it much a longer. A while. Harper like is very knowledgeable but he would do something to just get himself locked up inside of 60 seconds he would run afoul of the local customs and not understand i think the biggest thing is in those kinds of countries from what i know they're watching and listening to you at pretty much all times now you could there's going to be people out there they're like well what do you think's happening here in the good old us of a i get that too <laughs> Well, Harper's allowed to be Harper over here. I don't think he could spread his wings and fly like like he does here over there. You know, I'm not made for no communist country. I'm not trying to allude to that with what I'm saying here. But what I am saying is. I could. I could not get in trouble. Harper, he he he. He ain't built. None of us are built. And for he's he's walking <laughs> through the airport yelling out, "Where's all? The, where's all the thick bitches?" And immediately before he leaves the airport grounds, he's already whisked into security. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even funny how much trouble he's in. Instant, instant trouble, instant. So he he's got his printer car cartridge. We were cartridge. I, I couldn't yeah. even say it. Car. I got so much feedback about him and his ink cartridge. (laughs) Who knew that a little thing like a simple thing like a printer purchase could create so much joy? Do you know how many times he actually said cartridge too? Like at first I realized I was like, oh, maybe it was a mistake. But then he kept saying and he said it like multiple times. And I was like, oh, he's not making a mistake. That's how he says it. <laughs> it's not any different than subscribe. <laughs> very true, very true, very true. Okay. Uh so so Harper is not here cuz he is looking for uh an ink cartridge in China and we hope he's not been arrested. Um which leaves us with a show to do which there's only literally one new match on it. More on that later. Doc, you and I have some five-star reviews to cover cuz oh, it's shit. been a few weeks. So I'm going to get my first one queued up, which is on Podcast Attic. And you can then um, take the Apple Podcast ones after I read the Podcast Attic one. So the Podcast Attic oh, okay. one says, well, I'll give you a little time to get that pulled up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm so good. 
Podcast Addict says, uh, this person says his name is, or her name, not sure, in stereo 42 left this one on May 17th, so it's been a few weeks, would give a Meltzer seven stars if I could, found this podcast when listening to old JC podcast, excellent Smoky Mountain shows, now starting on the WCW from 2017, quality comedy and one-liners, non-PC is all good. There you go. Thank you, In Stereo 42. We definitely appreciate it. Well, since we're still coming off our birthday episode and we're definitely in the month, I got a question for you as we as we reflect and reminisce about the the, the BTT experience. If you had not gone on Corny's podcast, do you think we would still be doing this? I don't know. I think you and I have resolved this stuff and i think we would have kept going but we wouldn't have had the reach that we had so what we're going to say is let's put ourselves over as being awesome and also put corny over for for uh helping us out a little bit well i mean here's the thing bro let's 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 tell it like it is corny didn't call until well over or around two years in so it ain't like we would just you know, three-year-olds pulling our diaper down, pissing off the wharf into the bayou, you know, what? like, let me finish, man. Damn, now you messed me up. It ain't like we were, it, this is the thing. It ain't like we weren't being consistent. Like, we, we, we had kicked out at that point of Corny calling at least one show a week. So that's that puts us over 104 uh, for you know, two years. And we had already started Smoky Mountain, which was a few months in. I think we were on in like episode 30 at that point. So, I mean, we were a hundred and close to probably 140 shows into BTT when Corny called. So it wasn't like some of these podcasts that don't get close to that and say they're two years old. We were consistent before Corny ever called. Okay. You like the, I, I like that moment. Because you can kind of see it on the feeds. Remember, it was probably about was about four or five years ago when every wrestler, every wrestler got a podcast and it was like new weekly, weekly. And then you could see in your own mental vision that the wrestlers realized it wasn't a good way to monetize this. And so then it became biweekly and then monthly and then they just stopped. I'm not trying to throw shade, but there's a whole lot of podcasts. That started by wrestlers, non-wrestlers, and just they couldn't hang no more because they realized, wait, this thing actually takes some commitment. Keeping it real, dude. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Well, you know who else kept it real? Uh, And again, we have not recorded in three weeks, so things have been piling up, building up. We're backed up like an old man that needs his prune juice. Uh. We got ourselves was it S T U S Stuce Show Fan. This came in right. at, Okay, well it came in May twenty second of this this year of our Lord. If you like old school wrestling, along with unprofessionalism and humor, this podcast is for you. Now look, he didn't stand on his head and do a bunch of spot monkey shit here. Maybe her, I don't know. But that's a that is a factual review, is it not? I'll take it. You can go to Apple Podcasts and look it up right now. I mean, we got Thank old you, school, Stu's show fan. 
we got old school wrestling, unprofessionalism, and humor. I mean, that pretty much sums it up what we're over here doing. That 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 explains it to a T. Now, we got somebody else here. Uh, this just came in in the past week. Uh, Eric101775. His title is The Benchmark. Without a doubt, these guys in this podcast are the measuring stick that all others are judged. Their mix of knowledge, experience, humor, etc., is what makes this a must-listen-to show for all those who hearken back to the days of wrestling. Thank you, gentlemen. I don't know about that gentleman part, but the rest of it sounded real good. No, we're gentlemen wrestlers like um, <laughs> good Christian Redwood. athletes. Good Christian athletes, especially Hopper. I mean, he's a good Catholic white boy from Metairie, as he's described himself before. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean... So, I think I think you know his Harper once told us eating ain't cheating. <laughs> so Eric ten seventeen seventy five. That's got to be a birthday. Ten seventeen seventy five. Uh, and that puts him in the demo. It does put him in a demo. And in stereo forty two. Thank you for the five star reviews. And if you too submit your own five star review, we will read it on air just as we did here. Um, it's funny, Doc, because we recorded the year our seven year anniversary show a few weeks back, we weren't actually at our anniversary week. We're now kind of at our anniversary week uh, or year or month or birthday month, whatever the hell it's called. I'm just kind of thinking about that in my head as I was looking at all these five star reviews. You didn't say you wanted anything. Are you abroad now? I'm supposed to just assume. Well, I mean, I said it was okay, but you know, it would have been nice if you could have at least done something. Wow. Okay. You ever get that before? Bruh, you're like that. You're like, you told me not to do anything explicitly, so I followed orders. That one kills me, and the other one that kills me is when you do give them something, and they hit you with the "Oh, you shouldn't have." Uh huh. Greatest lie in the history of humanity. I know better than that. Yeah, Doc. We this show this week. It literally has one new match, so we're not going to get to it yet. It's a year-end review show. The only new match in it is Arn Anderson versus the Z-Man for the NWA TV title. But there are tons of other topics we have not talked about. So, so it seems like, like the wrestling world went nuts while we, while we were, uh, you know, attending to some other things, if you will. Well, I thought you were going to read my new demographics and really, you know, kick me in the shins uh, with what, what, what happened in my life recently. No. I told Why you to I... pull it up. Why? Because you were going to tell me I traded one pathetic, terrible hood for another. Oh, I didn't. I Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but proceed. That would be kind of dunking on myself, so. Mm, maybe. Okay, the wrestling world went crazy. So what do you want to start with? Do we start with the thoughts on Ric Flair having one last match? Let's start. Let's start with something close to your your pants. Uh, so Sasha Banks walked out uh, along with Naomi. Uh, took their took their ball and went home. Lost their smile. No showed, or I guess. Your thoughts. 
So you're not going to like this answer, but I gave my thoughts to the patrons on a show that Lance and I did last week uh, or two weeks ago Um, because we had to do a world-class show and we kind of went into that then. So the patrons have heard my thoughts and all I'll say is this to summarize kind of what I went long form with Lance. I am a believer, even if I don't like the talent, that the talent should have some say so. I don't like when talent is exploited. I don't like when talent is not used properly. I like the employee to have options. Um, as much as I hate Anthony Davis, you know what? I like that the the player has the power to say nah brah and move along. Okay? And maybe you you might not make it over there in China longer than Harper with these kinds of attitudes. So my thought is I'm always on the side of the employee because as you and I both know, the man and the booker will stick it to you if they want to. And they do it pretty damn nonstop. So I'm on the employee side almost always, even if I don't agree with the employee, even if I think they're wrong, I think, I think it's, you know what? If you think you got better options out there, go find them. That's my, that's my way of thinking with this stuff. So hmm. what we know right now, and this is a few weeks old at this point, this is key to point out. Um, I think the WWE statement that they read on air kind of really tells you how they feel because normally they would try to no sell it. Interesting. And, and not really say anything. The fact that they went on air and said something when they quote unquote were unprofessional and walked out makes me believe that they were really pissed. Um, Who's right and who's wrong. I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't like that. That's not for me to decide. But I think as a talent, you should be able to vocalize how you feel. Now, you got to remain professional about it. You can't be just, you know, insubordinate no matter how much you hate your boss. So as I say, I think the employee needs to be able to state their case, make decisions for themselves at the best. I also don't think you should just be belligerent and, you know, insubordinate. So who knows really what happened? But I, I think if they had concerns then they had a right to share them. I don't believe the WWE corporate line for one second. They're talking to shareholders and not actual fans or no matter how much they say it's for the fans, that corporate line they spit out is that's not for the fans. Come on, bro. Let's be real. That's for shareholders. Bro. I watched, I watched raw last night. That's something else. That's not for the fans either, but that's a different story. Well, see, that's my point. I just think, like, you can't, this is what I told Lance, and here I am going long form on it like I did with him, but hopefully not as long. My thing is, there are people who will, when it's a talent that they that they like, mm. they will conveniently be like, well, he's right. He was right to make the decision he made. I'll give you an example. Let's say people, this is a totally different thing. I'm not comparing Austin to Banks and Naomi. Austin walks out there. People are like, oh, he he did the right thing. He's Steve Austin because well, they like Steve Austin. But another talent 
Sasha and Naomi, again, not the same thing. You don't agree with them. They should. Let me say this. There's a crowd out there that is the do as you're told crowd, unless it's convenient for them to not support the do as you're told way of thinking. Like they'll make excuses for a talent that they particularly like. But if it's a talent they don't like, then they're like, oh, they're wrong. They need to do as they're told. Do what your boss tells you. That's how it works in the real world. Bruh, that's called capitalism. Okay. At the end of the day, if they feel like they can walk away from this, even though I think the WWE's got leverage because they can, you know, put a hold in their contract and stuff like that. If they feel they can just walk away and make money doing something else, that's capitalism, bro. I don't, I don't know what to tell people. You can't be in support of capitalism sometimes and sometimes you're not. This is, okay, this but is, you this can't, is how the free market works. So but, but I know you it's can't different. Talk, you can't talk about this logically because they have contracts but they're independent contractors that right there makes my that right there makes my head explode on it in and of itself which is not the topic at hand but i signed a contract but you can't give me some insurance come on now yeah and that's what i'm saying like there's so many layers to this here's the thing i think and and i think Here's what I worry about more. I think Sasha will translate, even if she wants to transcend wrestling, go do something else, wait it out. What about Naomi? So it's, it's, you know, Sasha has a profile that's higher than Naomi. So Naomi may be in trouble here. I doubt it, but we'll see. I mean, are you asking me or? Oh, sure. Why not? I feel like she would have thought that through before doing this. And then the funny part is, man, her husband is still there. So I just, bro, there's so many, there's so many layers to this stuff that I don't, I just, I really feel like, but isn't I don't know it if weird, I, but, but isn't it weird that like you said, like, they ran out of their way to kick those two in the shins instead of working it out behind the scenes. Yeah, it was a very political. It was a very shareholder centric statement. Like it's it's not for they 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 try to spin it like it's for the fans. And look, it's the corporate line. It is it is it's corporate BS. Like you can't take what they said and believe wholeheartedly. That's the way it went down. There's their side. There's Sasha and Naomi's side, and somewhere in the middle lies the truth. I ain't saying Sasha and Naomi are, are exactly right here, but I ain't saying they're wrong either. There's nuance to this stuff. Well, Nobody and here's the other thing. Here's, to that point, there's the possibility, and most people don't like to discuss this these days. Could it be that the WWE is completely wrong and these two wrestler gentlemen, I mean, lady wrestlers are completely wrong as well? There's always a possibility that both sides could be wrong. Let me ask you a question. Hey, man, you everybody me what I thought. What do you think about this? Um, so I think that this situation was probably not handled well by the talent. But I could see where Sasha could be frustrated over multi, multi-year bad booking being pushed further down the card than she deserves 
frustration levels that make somebody walk in on a Tuesday or a Monday after a week of travel or six months of travel and go, you know what? I ain't doing this. And that's where I feel like I don't understand how far away from their knitting the WWE has gotten when they don't remember that these these performers are fried half the time and to to calm the diffuse situations and let people cool off before it's a further indictment that they don't have enough wrestling people involved in this stuff. That's what I think. So I think, like, again, they probably didn't handle it the best way possible. But under those circumstances, do we wouldn't? I mean, haven't we all felt that way? Well, WWE made their statement and. To my knowledge, up until the point of us recording this, there's been talk of what Sasha and Naomi said through a quote-unquote friend on the internet or something. I don't know if I believe that. Until I hear it from the horse's mouth, I'm just going to be Did like, you just whatever. call her a horse? Horse's I said, until face? I hear it from the horse's oh, mouth. Oh, okay. I get confused. Yeah, you always get confused. I just think, like, come on. I think the talent has a right to state how they feel. Um, I'm not always, I'm not the person who's like, do as you're told no matter what. Cause I mean, what if the owner is telling you to do something unethical? Now we know that wasn't happening here, but at the end of the day, they, they're under contract, but as you just said, independent contractor under contract, it really doesn't make any sense. The only, the last thing I'll say about it is if Sasha is, wants to go into acting, man, I don't think she's a good actor. <laughs> That's all I want to say. She, she's not a good actor in my opinion. I saw her in that Mandalorian thing. She ain't no good actor, bro. This is my opinion. Maybe she be... could play downtown Julie Brown in the uh, in a biography biopic. You know who that is? Yes, she does not look anything like downtown Julie Brown. Though. No, no, no. Jesus Christ. However, I don't, I don't, I can't see her getting her acting. I mean, to me, she needs to be in wrestling. She's a, she's mean, a hell of a, some, she's a hell of a wrestler. At some point, she's got to be looking at Becky and Charlotte and going, what happened to me? And then Bianca comes in and I can see being frustrated. Do you agree, though, that people oftentimes in life, out of convenience and for the people that they like make excuses for the folks that they like. Like they would excuse this if it was a talent they like, but what's well, in a talent then, they don't then, like, they can't excuse it. Let's put that to the test and, and, and slightly segue into a similar topic, but with different, a different person. Okay. Over the, the weekend, there's been some discussion about what's going on with MJF and AEW. And I think we could both agree we think MGF, MJF is a superstar that we love watching. Immensely talented. Phenomenal. Oh, he's, he's truthfully phenomenal. And Talent so there's the whole question about whether or not this is a he. So, you know, he missed the meet and greet before the pay-per-view. 
and then was at the pay-per-view and did the job. So, first of all, I know your your spidey sense has got to be up when he no-shows the meet-and-greet, whether or not that's a work or not. Well, yeah. So, according to the report, he no-showed the meet-and-greet or whatever, and then he reportedly booked the flight out of Vegas. But then he shows up at the pay-per-view, and he did work the match with Wardlow. I mean, dude, my life has been completely out of whack with stuff going on. So I wasn't in tune exactly with this as it happened over the weekend. But yeah, my first thought is, okay, they're working. It's good. They're working. I'm glad. But I also, I he showed up at the pay-per-view. So I feel like it's got to be a work. Like I could see if if you're if if on Friday or well whatever day the meet and greet was that he reportedly was going to fly out. Okay, let me say it like this: If I didn't catch wind of the story at that time, but if if on that day I would have heard and you would ask me this on Saturday, hey man, do you think it's you think it's a work or you think he he really left? I'm like, I'd have been fifty fifty on it. I'd have been like, ah man, he might be pissed. I'm hearing a lot about this. You know, he's unhappy with contract and what blah 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 but when you ask me today a few days after the fact now i'm thinking nah it definitely had to be a work <laughs> but i don't know i don't know and- okay so either way i don't like it and i like him and so that that's when we said it's easy to carve out your own opinion to make allowances for guys that you like and he's incredibly committed to the character and he's incredibly um, willing to be a heel. I like all that. But I don't think it's good business to not make advertised appearances. Man, you regardless. sound like Vince McMahon. Like, you want to show up to the appearance and be mean to every every paying guest there? I'm on board. You want to rip up a kid's picture? We'll buy him a new one. But to not show up, I mean... It's this day and age when you have these fans flying in for stuff and all that, I, I, I don't think that's good. a good way to go. Okay. I hear you, but it's wrestling. But it's so, wrestling, and that's the, that's the difficulty. But, I mean, you have people, like if they're an MJ, MJF mark, what if they flew in all that way, spent that money, and he ain't there? I mean, that would be like people, everybody here tuning in today, waiting to hear Harper and then finding out he's in China. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait. Forget that last thing I said. Don't. I. So here, here's the thing. I don't know what's going on with him. That guy should probably. This is easy to say for me. Unless. Vince is going to double the size of his bag. He ought to stay with AEW because he's going to be able to do what he wants and have more say and be that heel and really heal out where he is than going to WWE. But who knows what's going on? Okay. My question to you then is, and I don't agree with everything you said, but I hear you about the sign in and appearance. Like it's wrestling. I mean, whatever, but that's just me. I'm not, Hoping hold on, to- hold on. But by the same token, I'd be real pissed off 
I'm real pissed off by the NBA load management thing. And so you could say, oh, well, you know, I mean, we're trying to get ready for the playoffs or we're not as tough as 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 they used to be back in the day when Jordan averaged 40 minutes a night for eight years in a row. My point is I may only have the money to go to one or two games a year. And if I go to see that superstar and they aren't playing, man, fuck it. So my question to you then is about MJF. Do you think it's a work? My just the sniff test on the milk passing test. I think it's a work. What I think may also have happened is, is that MJF legitimately shot on the no show. And then they came to some kind of agreement for the pay-per-view. Okay. I don't, if it is a work, I don't think it's a good one because of the reasons I said. Now, I mean, you're the one sitting in a big mansion and I'm sitting over here in my cardboard box. So you, you're the one that's made all the money in this business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you say so, as much as you've talked about uh, my car sitting on cinder blocks before in front of my house. Um, well, that's just, that's just to throw everybody off your scent. Come on. Everybody knew that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it uh, looks like it looks like trash from the outside, but once you open the door, it's like a MTV Cribs in there. Oh my God! Sure, you, you got to uh, pimp my ride to your whole house. Do you think I, it's a work? I smell a work, but I'm not one hundred convinced it is a work. But I want to agree with you on one thing, and one, and that is, you know, I'm going to assume it's a work, and the whole toxic work environment is not real that you uh, read about online with AEW. Although I, I can see why there would be toxic work environment. I mean, you know, who knows why Cody ultimately left. I mean, I, I, I know what's been reported, but you know, Cody decided to leave. He was one of the founding people of that promotion, but he left. So it makes me wonder like, okay, is MJF really not happy? And if that's the case, it's unfortunate, but I do agree with you. There's no way I would want to want to work in a WWE system. I don't care how much they push Cody. If if they are pushing Cody to the stars, I don't care. Like, I'm not looking at that going, oh, they're going to do the same with me. And I haven't really been watching WWE, so I can't really comment on that. But my point is, like, there's no way if I'm MGF if I, that I want to leave. No way. I, I couldn't do it. I, there's, I would not want to work in that environment. No way, no how. I'm not saying Tony Khan is a great booker. That's not what I'm saying. So please understand when I say there's no way I'd want to work in that WWE environment. That's just the lesser of two evils to me is staying in AEW. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, so Vince likes Austin Theory, but took away his first name. So now he's just Theory. They're going to make you as generic as they possibly can. And they're going to make sure they own you as much yep. as they possibly can. How does that play well for a guy that likes to make fun of kids in hospital beds on Twitter? Dude, that dude is vicious, man. Vicious. And I don't, and I love it. Here's the thing. Like I said, I don't mind him being a heel. Show up for your appearance and then heal out on everybody. See, to me, the work would have been he's there, but he's agitated and pissed off and won't sign anything and won't play ball. But at least he's there. Yeah. 
I'm not no. saying you can't work. I just don't agree with, if that's the work. I don't agree with that part of the work. I love the he's going to pillman this thing. Great, do it. I'm sitting here for it. I respect you, Booker man. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. He, like when you said stay in AEW. Again, we don't know what the situation is. I don't know how just how toxic it is there, but in my opinion, stay in AEW. So just I'm not going to agree with this to the degree that I we may know less about this than we do about the first situation with Sasha and Naomi. But I'm a big fan of, of MJF's, and if he no showed as a shoot or a work, I don't agree with it. So you can it doesn't mean I don't like him. I could disagree or agree with different actions. And maybe we're all getting worked. Who knows? Wouldn't could that be, be great? Could be. Wouldn't that be great? You know, I got into this uh, as an eight-year-old so that you could get worked. I mean, I, that was the name of the game for us at the time. So, my, uh, my, uh, so uh, I didn't tell you this, but uh, Latrell asked me the other night. He, we were talking about wrestling matches. And I said something about, oh, we were watching Young Rock, and they were showing somebody from – old days and he goes did they plan the matches back then too or is that just something they started recently <laughs> it's nice he's madder about that than i than he's letting on uh, well you know he's trying to know hey, man, i guess right there's 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 only so many things you can break the kayfabe on and retain your sense of innocence so true so true speaking of senses of innocence the other thing that we should probably talk about is the fact that um, no matter how many heroes you have, they're all going to get too old at some point. Just state why you said that. Well, Rick's getting back in the ring. And I don't know how this can come as any surprise to anybody. I think I mentioned this on the air a few months ago, that he's going to do it. And you and Harper were like, no way. Yeah, <laughs> I um, think I'm going to surprise you here, but but um, so just to set the stage for if, in case you've been living under a rock um, or in a rock. Um, we got Starcast coming up. Conrad's putting it on. They're going to redo JCP for a night, bring out the original set. And Rick and FTR are going to wrestle um, the rock and roll. I've heard it could be Hogan. I don't know. We'll see who it is. I don't really care. Um, but there's going to be a six-man, a trios match. And uh, your thoughts? I don't... Okay. I do not... As much as I love watching Ric Flair back in the day, as much as I love watching old Ric Flair matches now with you and Harper, as much as I love reviewing Ric Flair promos over on this show over the years, um, as much as I love making fun of Flair, some of his promos I even saw him do on Raw years ago. It was the one with Big Show when he was wooing Big Show in Dallas <laughs> and and Big Show jumped up and said, don't do nothing stupid, old man. And Big Show ended up, you know, knocking him down and Flair takes a bump. As much as, like, I enjoy that stuff, as much as I enjoy his old promos, his old matches, and everything we do on this show related to Ric Flair, I do not have a need or desire to watch 
a Ric Flair match at this point in time currently in his life. I don't care. Now, as I say that, Doc, of course, it's like a train wreck. It's like a monkey, you know, banging a football. Mm. Of course, you're going to put your eyes on it because it's so absurd. And you're like, oh, I got to see this train wreck. It's like a car accident. So you got to see it. That doesn't mean I really want to see it. It just means that, oh, damn, it's happening. I guess I got to put eyes on it. But I don't really. We don't need a Ric Flair match in 2022. There's nothing. I have. It's like, okay. Drew Brees a couple of weeks ago, I think he got pissy on Twitter because he was mad or social media. Wait, about say that again. Was. Drew Brees a few weeks ago, I think he got oh, okay. pissy and mad about like, um, I think he, I think the NBC deal is over, and I, I don't think he's going back to NBC this year. And he, he like posted on social media some stuff about, yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, you know, I haven't decided what I'm gonna do next year. You know, maybe I'll come out of retirement and. He kind of says it in jest. It's not like real, but like when he said it, you know, the, the media down south is, is, oh, I mean, you know, like there are some people who are like, oh, he's full of it. There are other people like, oh, is he being serious? My exact comment was, bro, I watched Drew Brees in that last year's arm fall, fall off. He couldn't throw deep for nothing. There's no, I do not want to see Drew Brees at this point in his career, on a football field. No, I don't need to see it. I don't care. And, you know, bro, like, it's the same way you feel about Dirk with the Mavs. I'm sure you don't want to see Dirk back. You don't want to see him come out of retirement for for a season. And that's my thing. It's the same with Flair. Like, okay, the memories are great. You did great work. But I don't want to see that in 2022. You remember that? I'm not a huge fan, but you remember that last year when – Peyton Manning couldn't throw. Yeah. This is not like you don't want. The thing is, bro, you don't want to see the great. The thing that makes the greats great is their greatness. When that starts to slip and they can't do it consistently, you don't want to see it anymore. And I realize I I can't decide if that's the dumbest thing you've ever said or the smartest thing you've ever said. Well, you want to see the thing that makes the greats it. great is their greatness. Well, it's because it, the thing that makes it so good is their consistency and their high level. You their and I ability, have had that discussion. Their ability to be at the top consistently. In yeah, I got you. In wrestling is different than quote unquote pro sports. In that, how so? You know, it's you, all real. You could take a guy at sixty, and he can actually have a match. You can't take a football player and put him on football field at sixty; he probably dies. So, but there's no, I have no desire to see Rick in a match. Now, again, as I said, it's a train wreck. So, of course, I'm going to put eyes on it. And that's, I guess, what he's banking on or everybody's banking on. But, bro, I don't want as much as Rick Flair's your favorite wrestler of all time. You answer the question. What are your thoughts on Flair having the last match? Okay. Um, I don't. I don't want to see it, but I don't have a problem with it. And I think the reason I don't have a problem with it is because I kind of always knew this was going to happen. I mean, 
people joke about like the best place for him to die would be in the ring because it would be the most fitting place. I mean, and that's not a that's not meant to be a, a disparagement. It's the truth. I mean, we've said it. We wouldn't trust Rick to carry out most basic household daily functions, but he's the best at what he's he's my in my opinion the best that's ever done what we talk about. And so, if that were the case, it almost does seem appropriate that he would die at the ring. Where else does a guy go if in that scenario? But that said, look, I do. I heard him talk to Conrad, and I do believe, on some level, like first of all, I do believe he's talked to doctors. Um, I do believe that. Um. He's in better shape than 99.9% of 73-year-olds, even if he's drinking as much as you think he's drinking. Um, I've seen him working out. Like I said, he he's better shape than I am, probably. But there's no 73 or 4 whatever year old human that I want to watch in the ring. Will he be better in the ring than every other 73-year-old human? Probably so. But he is who he is, and he's not going to quit. And you can you can you can think that it's sad that he's still at the bar trying to catch girls, still in the ring or not. My point is, is that if he's, you know, I'd prefer to not watch him die. But it's his life. If he can pass the muster and be licensed or tested or whatever enough to pass, okay, live and let live, man. I'm going to clean this up for you. You're making it sound like he's going to die in the ring. <laughs> I don't. Match. I don't. But the point is, like, on some level, at 73 years old, who cares? Let him, let, let him, let him let, do what he wants to do. Me and my yeah. buddy were talking once, and we were like, man, if we ever hit 80, we should just do heroin, heroin to see what it's like. Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but I I do agree. He's It's his own business to do what he wants to do. And if this is what he wants to do, then more power to him. My my whole thing is it's not something I'm clamoring for. No, no, me either. And I'm not I'm not planning on ordering it. Or watching it, I'm not planning on telling you out there listening that you should or shouldn't. Um, and if I was voting, I'd say, eh, you don't need to do that. But it doesn't offend me to the level of like, apparently Chris Cruz was writing letters to the Athletic Commission going, you got to stop this. Oh, God. I'm not that worked up about it either way. No, I'm not worked but up the, about it. But the shit's but the, but here's the thing, it's gonna go down because the shit sold out, and because the shit sold out, don't be surprised if this ain't the last time. Oh yeah, see that that's my thing. I don't I don't know how it's the last time. Like to me, it's like a drug. You know, of he course gets it is, and he he gets that rush from the crowd and walking down the aisle and thrusting his he, hips at the at the front row. Yeah. He, it's an addiction and you'd never get tired of it. So yeah, that's, that's my thing. That's what's going to happen. Oh yeah. 
It may be Conrad putting him out there, but somebody's going to. Because he sold out. Somebody's going to buy it on that. That's the thing, bro. There's, I'm not trying to say this to be derogatory, but there's people out there that will pay good money to have him wrestle. Fuck yeah, they will. So, like, I just see him as that person who somebody's going to be like, hey, I want to bring you in. And he's going to be like, well, you got to pay me 50 grand to do this. I don't know what he's charging per match, right? Making his numbers up. Bruh, I could just see him, see him, you know, just taking cash from the person who wants to pay it to him. Like, because he's Ric Flair. Now, here's the other thing. And I think, I think this is an important thing to, to point out. Because I heard Rick say this on, on the podcast. He's firmly convinced that he's going to be in a good enough shape not to embarrass himself. Now, we may not agree with that, but in his mind, he's going to be ready to go to the top of his. He's going to put the work in and he has a legacy to protect. Again, I don't think there's anything he can do. It's not his fault. but. I think he's going to be at the very best he could be at this stage in his life. That I totally agree with. I don't think he'll embarrass himself. So when I would make the statement of mentioning, it's not something I'm clamoring to see. It just means that it's not something I'm dying to see. The the big thing, the big thing for me, I think that is important and he's beyond smart enough to do this. But the question becomes, can he, because you get out there in the adrenaline, is to have the kind of match that um, limits his in-ring time and works to his strengths. Like he, Him and Morton could stand out there and work the crowd for 20 minutes and only lock up. He, he can do that with a lot of people, too. Like I say a lot of people. That's not actually true. But what I mean is, Dude, he could stand in that ring <laughs> wooing and just staring and maybe a face bump here and there and people are going to be And like, I think that's going to be Rick because Rick never was like Morton doing a Canadian Destroyer is ridiculous, but Rick never would have done that anyway. Right. That's true. No, that's true. Now he talks yeah. into it. I'll buy it. Let's get it. Let's have a party. I'll come over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm telling you, man. It's it's not something, again, I'll repeat. It's not something I'm dying to see, but it's a train wreck, so I feel like I'm going to have to see it. Well, and here's the other problem, and this is a real problem. Morton and Flair are going to work better than 75 to 80% of the things you see on TV now. They may not be able to do it like they could in 86, but they're going to be better workers at this age. They are so over just as the wrestlers that they are. And I'm going to use the word character. Like, I just feel like that is. like they. I'm saying this and I'm exaggerating. They actually don't even have to do anything and they get over. Right. They, just the name recognition 
and them in a ring with tights and a boot and boots on. So, so I think there's there's people that would think, hey, you know, either I'm going to come out and tell you he's great because he's still great because he's the nature boy, or I'm embarrassed because he was my, my favorite. It's neither. It's hey, neither again. That, that either I'm embarrassed because my that my hero is doing something that he shouldn't be doing, or that I'm going to you know defend it. Or lie and say he still got it. Come on, L- let's be real. Oh, but I ain't mad. Not... I ain't mad at it. No, 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 no. I, I this that's what I think. Like again, the internet is not a place for nuance. That's what I think people don't understand when you when you tell them. I mean, I haven't tweeted about this. I haven't said anything about this on social media. I just I want to talk to you and Harper. But Harper's not here. He's in China getting his ink cartridge. I just think people get worked up into a lather online. And to me, it's the thing where I'm not even, I don't want to tweet about it. I don't want to say nothing about it because it's not that I'm I'm mad about it. That's the furthest thing from the truth, bro. Go make your money, Rick. I mean, just make sure you pay your taxes on it, bro. Like, you know, go make your money. Well, and and the other thing is you talked about greatness a minute ago. The thing that made Flair great is that he stopped being Richard Fleer and became Ric Flair. And he that made him the one guy that was willing to travel all over the world when other guys would have cracked and defend the title and be the and assume that lifestyle. That's who he is. Going to going to the bar, hitting on girls forty or fifty years younger than him. And wrestling is who he is. Why did Snake, why did you bite me? <laughs> I, yeah, I think you put that perfect. Is <laughs> who he is, bro. The only going to change that. The only, I don't see how anybody could be surprised that he's wrestling again. The only time I will say he's done is when he's dead. In fairness, that could be true of a lot of wrestlers, not just him. Well, and they don't have the opportunities that he has because they're not rich. Right. There's a few that do, and like you never say never. I mean, I know Terry Funk's health now is not the greatest, but like with him, it was one of those things where it's like he he's never not, you know, well, he he's had a number of retirements, but he's. It's just he's gonna keep coming back. There's nothing that's gonna stop him. It's it's who he is at this point. So like, I mean, you're right. Everybody, if you're if you're a big enough star, if the phone rings, that means you're not retired, you know. And a lot of those guys, the top people, um, they have no need to retire because the phone keeps ringing. And you you know, I don't know what Flair's payoff for this is gonna be, but I can imagine it's gonna be enormous. Well, and also, if it's the entree into him doing this more regularly, it opens up a revenue stream. Just pay your taxes, Rick. <laughs> Just pay your taxes, dude. I'm more concerned. You know, I, we've talked about I'm more concerned about that puppy dog that he adopted and, and talked about on his podcast than I am him in the ring. Right. Who's remembering to feed that dog? Man, I... <laughs> You and I, as uh, dog lovers, we were like, oh, God, please tell me that dog is being taken care of. Because <laughs> that's that, that, uh, bro, for a shoot, that's that like terrifies a, that, me. That, 
that is a long-term commitment that requires daily activity. And we've already mentioned that, like, I don't see Rick doing any, like, normal activities, like going to the grocery store for some food or, like, I'm going to dust around the house. I mean, I could see him putting the dog on the toilet and be like, go. Rick and I'm Flair not saying taking... Rick's dumb. I'm just saying Rick has become a, that person. Rick the other Flair... person is gone. Flair taking care of a dog terrifies me. For the dog, not for Flair. Well, but we we beat that horse to death already. <laughs> uh, Doc, so we're st- in we're, closing. Hey, we're, well, I you know, go ahead. In closing, what? I was just saying, closing. I hope it goes well. It's not something I'm clamoring for, but I probably will put eyes on it just because it's Flair and it's a train wreck. But it's not something I de- I want to see. Um, and that's kind of my final thoughts on it. Even though I, like I said, I'll probably see it. What about you? As we move ahead, move along. I'm sure I'll see something about it at some point. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not too torn up about it. An hour into this thing, do we finally get to this? <laughs> this well, when we episode? do, it's going to go fast, and this episode's going to be over. So. Um... <laughs> I mean, let me share my screen first. Let me know when you can see it. Another year is down. Can you can you see my screen first? Let me verify. Uh, I can I can see your screen. Um, yeah, we are we are now after tonight we'll be through with the year nineteen ninety. Well, I want to mention if you're just listening or watching the video version of this and you hear an echo, it's because I'm in a new location and yes, there's a loud echo. Maybe we'll clean it up. I'll try to see what we can do on the back end, but if not, are you at the new luxurious BTT studio that we had built in the last three weeks? This is Saturday night on TBS from December the 29th, 1990. If before this long intro, you didn't hear it or you missed it. This is a year end review show, which means as I said at the beginning, we have covered all of this before. So let me run down a few things as doc and I are getting into this. Hold, Hold on. Hold on. We've covered ad nauseum how I feel about recaps, but I hate clip shows too. So like when I was a kid, the worst was when sitcoms would do the clip shows. I'd be like, dude, I've seen all of this stuff and it's lazy and I don't like it. So anyway, there you go. This really pissed you off, didn't it? Well, I'm ready for some new year, new me. We'll get there next week. So as I was saying, according to the history of WWE.com, the one new match that we got on this episode, um, I believe was taped December the 4th of 90. Uh, If not the 4th, it would have been the 11th, but I believe it was the 4th. And it was at center stage. Okay, so I'm, can I can I be dumb? Okay, go ahead. So if you were there, and you watched, would Starcade have messed that up in any way? Well, they were in a tag match. Arn was in a tag match. That's right. They had Star-Kade. the good match. Yeah, him and Barry versus Doom. So which was excellent as we talked. About. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think it would have messed it up at all but 
It There's going to come a time when they mess this stuff up. So I was just making sure we weren't there yet. Well, it just goes to show you how, again, we've mentioned this a number of times when we've talked about old wrestling. You actually could do this back then. I mean, there was the only people who saw this were the, I believe, 890 people in center stage. There was no social media, so they couldn't blast it out on the Twitter or, so, or Facebook or any other form of social media. So the only way you knew that this happened was if you were there. So the 900 folks who were there, I mean, even if they told everyone they knew, I mean, you know how long that would take for it to get around the world or country? So, I mean, I'm not trying to kick them in the shins with this. This is not what I'm kicking them in the shins about. I'm kicking them in the shins because of the the lengthy review of this particular episode, which I'm going to get into now. So, Doc, bear with me here as JR and Bob Cottle are hosting this thing. And I'm going to tell you all the things that happened before we finally get to some new content in this show. They start off with Sting. It's a year in review. And they actually go back to Starcade when Sting won the tournament at Starcade. Um, they show the horseman kicking Sting out of the horseman at the Clash in Corpus Christi when Sting tore his knee also in that same night. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the year in review, but there's some 89 stuff. Yeah, they went back to, to Starcade. They went as far back as uh, showing him winning the Starcade. Hmm. Um, they show Sting motivating Luger to almost beat Flair at WrestleMania. God, how many times have we seen that where he grabs him and you know, slaps him and I feel like this is the fourth get me time, in the mood. Yeah, they showed that again. Um, they go through the Black Scorpion stuff all the way through flair being the black scorpion they even show a clip of the match that he had with sheik ali shakar which is george weingroff from saturday night i don't know why they showed that but they showed that from just a few weeks back or months ago i remember we didn't think that was a terrible match i don't i don't know why it goes on the year end but agreed so then they turn their attention to flair and they do a year review on him they show the flare. Remember the flare Pillman match that they had, Doc? Not at first. And I was about to like, wait a minute. And then it clicked and I did remember it. So I was, yeah. So just something. I funny. watched a little bit of it too. It was good. Something funny. This was the match where flare appeared to have a squirted out a wet one on his pink tights. Nobody. Nope. What? I think that's going to happen again in a few weeks. Uh, I don't know. He's older, man. <laughs> Hard to hold that shit in, literally. Um, and then he jostles around a little bit, and the next thing you know, you got a little... Maybe he should wear the black tights. Or something darker, dude, because, I mean, he's... Here it comes. You're going to be able to see it right here. <laughs> the poop spot. <laughs> got brown shit on his God. Tights. It's a wet fart, and you know it. Well, I mean, when's the last time you shit your pants? Been a long time, bro. Really? Yeah. Not me. I'm very cautious when I I, I can my spidey senses can sense a wet one coming, dude. Remember that? Remember that last uh, stomach bug I had a few weeks ago? Yes, it happened. Hmm. I didn't need, I mean, I wasn't trying and I didn't sit around in it when it was done. I took care of it and we have a washing machine in the house, but 
if you'd have given me a a body slam, it would have been a problem too. <laughs> well, um, how many so people? From- okay, here, here's a question: If you randomly took a hundred people, just people, lined them up, and let's say they're healthy enough to do this, and you body slammed them, how how many of the hundred would shit themselves? Oh, less than 5%. So anywhere from one to five, probably. Somebody would shit themselves though, right? I mean, if you'd already have to have bubble guts to shit yourself. It's not going to make you shit yourself. It's just going to hurt. So he had too many Coors Lights the night before is what you're saying. Mm, Yeah, or he legitimately had the squirts and... Too many, too many kamikazes. Brother, the squirts... Ain't doing no job for nothing. Not even Ric Flair. You ever been in the ring really, really sick? Mm, I've been in there where like flu-like symptoms, but not um, not bubble guts, bro. So you weren't socially distanced. That's nice. I mean, that wasn't a thing in the nineties, man. <laughs> y'all couldn't even get, y'all couldn't even get your hands up for chair shots, much less be socially distanced. Exactly. Come on, bro. <laughs> um, keeping moving for some un known reason, they show a Flair and Johnny Ace match from main event for the 18th of 1990. We had not seen this, right? I don't know because this is on main event. No, we didn't see this. So I rewatched the Pillman match, and then this came on, and I was like, I don't, I'm pretty now. I, I remembered the Pillman, but I was like, I ain't seen this. And I was like, I don't want to see this. So in theory, there's two new matches. I mean, I guess. But who? Dude, I can't. Johnny Ace, seriously? And Ric Flair? Well, what they should have done is gotten everybody who went to WWE and showed them getting beat. Well, they could have did that too. That's what WWE would have done true so after the flair johnny ace match which who knows why they showed it they then go to luger and they do his year in review and this is where it starts getting ridiculous because it starts with luger versus flair at wrestle war 90 and the thing was they just showed this when they showed sting's year in review so they literally showed the same finish Again, I, bruh, th- it was at this point where I got like you and just got angry. I was like, you know That's what? I'm, I'm lazy. Now, they did continue and they showed the flair with Cornette Louisville Slugger segment with Woman and when Luger came out. That was kind of cool because that was a good segment. But I didn't need to see this again with Sting and Flair from Wrestle War, uh, or Sting and Luger and Flair from Wrestle War '90 when they had already showed it. So it just kept going on forever. After it oh, also ahead, points out, something? it also points out how much it. <laughs> this episode did point out to me. We want to get behind Sting, 
Luger's our second banana, but we've done way more for Luger to make him successful, and he's risen to the occasion more than Sting. Well, I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you. But as we already said, they did Sting no favors. None. No favors. They did nothing to help Sting with what happened. And that's You're about to continue it. One. So after this Louisville Slugger segment, which was great, they show a match with Luger versus Mean Mark from the Great American Bash 90. Um, and then they showed some recent stuff, more recent stuff that we've covered really recently with Hanson and Luger with the U.S. title situation and Luger losing the title and then regaining it. We get some Vader highlights as well uh, from the year, even though Vader wasn't really in much at all. Um, we get some Doom highlights, Doom beating the Steiners for the belts at Capital Combat. Uh, then we get the Great American Bash 90 with Doom versus the Rock and Roll. I mean, it's fine. I'm not complaining too much about seeing doom and some of the highlights i mean they were in some of the more high profile matches so it's fine um i'm tired of the slow build for vader coming in man they rolled this monster looking dude out and it's about to be on and then like we ain't gonna do nothing okay so they rolled him out i got something at the end of the show related to vader but they rolled him out um he squashed tom zinc or z-man who is about to wrestle for the nwa world title they brought him in to be Luger's partner, and then that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, they start reviewing after the Doom segment some of the great, they call it the great tag team action from the year. And part of this includes Pillman and the man who puts us to sleep, the Z-Man, when they won the U.S. tag titles from the Midnight Express. Um, we also see some rock and roll action versus Cactus and Dutch, which I had forgotten about that. And then we also saw some Southern Boys versus Freebirds action from Clash 11, which that was pretty damn outstanding. So this review, I'm not going to poo-poo on too much because I actually thought it was nice the way they did it. It wasn't focused on one thing. It was focused on just the tag teams as a whole. Not all of them, but, you know, I guess you'd call your U.S. title holders and whatnot. Um, anyway, Doc, your thoughts on this, if anything? Well, it made me miss the Midnight Express. Reminded me that they're gone. And we're showing the tag and we're showing highlights of a tag team that has been broken up three to two or three different times. Don't get me started on that one. Uh, Of which one guy who now not that long ago did the you know three minute job to Vader is uh, wrestling for the NWA TV title against Arn, who we never see putting the TV title on the line on TV. But that's a story for when we get there shortly. Keeping it moving, we go to the Steiner Brothers year-end review, and they show the Steiners beating the Rowers at Starcade in the tournament last year, so 89 Starcade. Uh, we then see that great match from Halloween Havoc in uh, 90 versus the Nasty Boys. And then we see a replay of Steiner, the Steiners win against Muda and uh, Saito. You know, I'm not sure what to say about it, other than um, some of the stuff we saw very recently and some of the stuff we... You know, it's long ago, over a year ago. Uh, We get some horseman stuff from 1990 in the next segment. And then before I keep going, Doc, I want to ask, do you have anything before we finally get to some new content, which was one hour, two minutes and 18 seconds into this episode? No. (laughs) 
So let's go now to Jim Ross, who throws it to Paul E. Dangerously, who's interviewing Arn Anderson as his match is going to take place shortly on this week's episode of Saturday Night. Here it is. A horseman in any combination as deadly as ever. And ladies and gentlemen, speaking of horsemen, Paul E. Dangerously is standing by now here at center stage. He's with Arn Anderson, who will defend the TV title a little bit later in the broadcast. Here's Paul. Later on on this very program, my guest, the world's television champion, the best wrestler on television today, is going to defend this very belt against a wrestler that's really on a hot streak, the Z-Man. And double A, if there's one man on the planet that can stop the Z-Man on a roll, it's you. Well, Paul, listen, I don't begrudge the Z-Man anything that he is or what he aspires to be. He's a great athlete. He's always been a great athlete, but he switched gears. The only problem I have is standing here with a couple of broke bones in my hand, a hole in my head. You can stick your fist in. It seems like all the cheap, art, cheap shot artists are coming out of the woodwork wanting to seize the opportunity. They're involved in a battle with doom. Nothing settled. So why don't I go and pull the rug out from under them? Well, Z-Man, this is how I make my living. This is what I do. You want to come and get me on national television, be prepared to pay the fiddler. And that's me. I mean, at least we get a good Arn Anderson promo leading up to this match, Doc. What do you think? Oh, agreed. I mean, he uh, broke bones in his hand, hole in his head. We don't get that too often. No, it's almost like a throwback to like, I mean, 86, you know, not 86, but you know what I'm saying. Like he actually looks like he's been in a fight recently is my point. They used to then show up like, on Saturday night, every night with a bandage on your head, right? This is how, what I do. This is how yeah. I feed my family. I thought it was an excellent promo from Arn leading up to the TV title match. From there, they show basically a review of Arn Anderson from the past year. It starts with Arn defeating Muda for the TV title, which is almost a year ago. Because it happened in mid to early January, if you recall. Uh, it happened after Starcade. Um, they then throw to July when Arn battled the Z-Man. And this is when I really started getting pissed off because it really angered me that this whole time, I mean, we're almost a year that Arn has been the TV champion. He's been the TV champ for almost a full year. And while he may have been on pro and worldwide or main event or the power hour defending the TV title, Doc, do you know how many times he defended the TV title on Saturday night? What, two, three? It's so low, I think I'm underestimating it. But it feels like a handful of times. So we got 52 weeks in a year. And on your, I'm going to call it the flagship show, Saturday night. He, we rarely saw him defend it. That, that's a crime. It's the freaking TV title. And it's a bigger crime when you think about some of the crap we had to watch. Here's the thing. Again, I, I haven't looked at it to see pro worldwide main event power hour. So I'm not basing it on that. I get that those shows are there and he may have done so there numerous times. My point is Saturday night is the main show. It's the show on TBS. Well, I mean, main event is also on TBS, but my point is it's the big show. It's the flagship show at this point in time. Why am I not seeing it more? Why am I not seeing Arn Anderson more on Saturday night on TBS 
defending the title and cutting more promos. That's been a big problem in 1990. Big problem. And I'll leave it at that as we continue. Uh, Jim Ross throws to the Z-Man's promo before his match with Arn. Uh, Doc, I'm going to go to that shortly. I'm trying to zip to it uh, if I can. And I was going to play that. Uh, do you have anything from it as we're uh, getting over to it? The promo? Yeah, Z-Man's. Let's hear it, man. All right, here it is. And in his fans, that history doesn't repeat itself in just a few moments. And speaking of Z-Man, he's standing by. He'll be ready to challenge Arn Anderson for the television championship right here on TBS in just a moment. And here's what he's got to say. You know, you've all just seen what happened this past summer with Arn Anderson, one of the horsemen. Arn Anderson, I'm ready. I'm prepared, and I learned a big lesson the last time. Don't think I've forgotten about you, because it's going to be a different story this time. Fans, I'm not going to let you down. So, the last time I'm Z-Man earned by... That. He is going to let us down. <laughs> he won by DQ due to outside interference the last time they wrestled. So, just want to point that out. So, now we finally get to the match. The only new content on the Saturday night for this week. It's Arn Anderson versus Z-Man. Last show of the year in 1990 for the NWA World TV title. Doc, let me throw to you and I will get your thoughts on this as they gave them a good 15 minutes, maybe closer to 20 for this match. It must have been hot in there. I want that jacket real bad. I think Harper does too. That one, the baby, the powder blue one. Yeah, for sure. What you about the match a, though? You got to be a tough some bitch to wear that jacket. You sure do. Especially the powder blue one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love this at the beginning when where Arn um, shakes his hand. He looks at it, looks at the title. He's making it seem important. And regardless of the outcome or what you think about it, in the in the as a byproduct of that, he's trying to get zinc over. Now, even Arn Anderson can't do that, but he yeah. He's doing his part. And, and he did it in the promo before the match. Yep. He made you you know, he made he you want to see it. Yeah. He, he made you want. He made you want to see it. They're drawing. He's How it should it. be. Let's find out who the better man is. He said in the ring and put his hand out. It's a shame he's got to do this, though. <laughs> it is a shame he has to do this. <laughs> this shows you, but it shows you how much of a pro he is. You know what I mean? God, all the little things he did to get Zink over, and for what? God, you see how sloppy that was. Yeah, he, he the it was an arm drag. It just it didn't really look smooth, but it's on. So he's gonna bump and he's gonna feed and he's gonna do everything he can to make Zink look like a million dollars. But see, Arn's Arn. The great thing about Arn is he's got the bandage on his head. He's got the broken bones in his hand. If they come back to this, he has a reason. Very good point. He wasn't at his, he wasn't hundred percent. I got a legitimate beef for a rematch. If the booking takes us that way. Mm-hmm. 
busted open, broken hand. Well, I didn't say broken, but, you know, messed up hand. Yeah, he, it's all there. It's all there for him. Um, what else do you have from this? Do you have any specific timestamps? They gave him a I lot of time, which is what I loved about this. I, I don't. Yeah, I'm I'm look, I'm, I'm making fun of Z Man here. I just I just wasn't a fan. I know Chris Zoncher, I know, I know. But, but, it, but it just wasn't no, no, a, I just the, wasn't a fan of his. I me either. Um I'm not as I don't think I'm as negative on him as maybe you are. Maybe you're just working so you can work up these people. No. Um it's not it's easy to say and it's easy to be a mark and go, oh, I don't want Ar- Arn should always have the belt. That's not realistic either. My whole point is, is that if you're going to get the belt off of Arn so that he can go do, I think I'm guessing here now, because remember we, whew, once there is no reason for me to ever have seen any of this once Rick leaves, <laughs> but I would, Im- <laughs> I would imagine after what we saw at Starcade. Barry and Arn are going to team up. Because that sounds fun. Well, so if you want to get the, if you, okay, if you want to get the belt off of Arn, I don't have a problem with that. But why can't we use Z Man's ex tag partner for this? <sighs> you know, a guy that people actually really want to get behind. Now, just, there's going to be people, as long as you settle down, that are like, did you, did you see the crowd when Zinc won? I mean, they were excited. They saw a title change. Yeah. There's also a lot of kids in that crowd, too. Don't listen to kids about anything. They don't know shit. They, they don't know nothing. <laughs> That's why we don't let kids do important things. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were they were happy. I I'm with you, man. Um, you know, I, Pillman would have been a better option. This is actually a lot more people that have been a better, better option, but it didn't happen. And as we're saying, it didn't happen. Let's talk about what it is. So we're getting ready to work towards the finish here. As as Arn uh, <laughs> takes a nut shot as he. Tries to jump down on Z-Man, and Z-Man gets the knees up, and Arn is selling the nads as if they have uh, been bruised and were, <laughs> are never going to recover. Um, so Z-Man is he's working on Arn's leg before that, and Arn sells it. He's trying his best at one point to then like run out the clock. Like Arn's basically like, okay, we're getting close here. I'm not getting. I'm not getting anything. Done with this guy. I got I a need dumb, to just try to I got a dumb question for you then. What's that? I always thought that the boy, I may have this wrong. I always thought the TV tag, the TV title matches were 10 minutes. So I thought so too. And evidently I didn't, I didn't make a note of when the announcer said it, but this one had to be 20 because they started around the 111 mark of the episode and it's their one twenty six thirty in at this point when they trade sleepers. But I I'm like you, I thought they used to do 10, but, but I mean, but I always liked that whole idea that the, the champion in the 10 minutes would, Hey, you got to take it off me. So I don't mind working slow. Oh, Oh, well, so 
like I said, Arn is trying to run the clock out, and they go to the outside. They come back in. Z-Man and Arn trade sleepers, and then Z-Man catches Arn coming off the turnbuckle, second rope. Z-Man hits Arn with like a missile drop kick off the top after Arn would have bumps. And this is the finish. Missile drop kick. Arn sells it like he's been shot with a cannon. One, two, three. The crowd does erupt. Z-Man gets the pin. He's the NWA World TV champion now. And, you know, the kids are excited. I can't say the people there aren't excited. There's more than kids jumping up and down celebrating too. And actually, the sisters sisters like it. I was also going to say too, we're going to go to his promo in a second. I actually thought Z-Man's quick post-match promo was pretty damn good. I mean, it was short. It was like 30 seconds, but I thought it was solid. I don't know. Doc, you want to go to the promo now and we can talk about it after? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and hear this. All right, here it is. Z-Man, congratulations. Thank you very much, sir. I'm so excited I don't know what to say. But I know one thing. This is the happiest day of my life. And you know something? I want to thank all the people because you never, ever gave up on me. God love you. Well, what a victory for the Z-Man, ladies and gentlemen, the new world's television champion. And don't forget, tomorrow night on the main event, we'll wrap up the best of 1990 right here at 6.05, and we'll have for you our match of the year. For my colleague Bob Cottle, I'm Jim Ross. We'll see you tomorrow night at 6.05. So it was really quick. I said 30 seconds. I mean, it might have been 10 the words he actually said, but I thought him yelling is the best day of his life and thanking all his fans for everything. And I just thought it was solid that we didn't need anything long from him. That's all we needed. What did you think? I couldn't agree more. I mean, what's he going to say? First of all, he just wrestled in what possibly might have been 100 degree temperatures. If you look at the the way they're sweating. And he he went a good 15, 16 minutes. He's out of breath. I mean, what do you want him to do? Get up there and give the Gettysburg address? And that's not going to be his strong suit, regardless. And he's a baby face, so he's thanking the fans. What else? I mean, shit, that that checks the box. Yeah, at least he didn't do a Tim Horner. I mean, unless he's going to, you know, give out his room number at the Marriott, what else is there to say? Yeah, I'm with you. No, I think this was it was what it needed to be. And then you heard Jim Ross uh, throw us, uh, took us off of air at that point, and we're on to 1991, boys and girls, and uh, new Booker coming in. So stay tuned to the new year. Only other thing I wanted to mention before we turn to 1991 is Doc was talking about Vader a little while ago. Um, you know, Vader's done a couple of things, and one of them being squashing Z-Man at a pay-per-view. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned this on one of the shows a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if it was last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago or not. But um, Vader... On November 7th and 8th, worked with the Iron Sheik. And I think I even said it. I'd I'd pay to see that footage if it was anywhere. Sheik versus Vader. Anyway, that's 1991. You think Sheik liked working with Vader? Hell no. (laughs) Especially especially 1990 Sheik. But, you know, Sheik was a badass. So ain't no telling what, you know. I'm not trying to say Leon would have got tied up like a pretzel, but. I'm just saying, Sheik was badass, dude. <laughs> she could tie you up like a pretzel, bro. Um, 
So on that note, we do need to, I think, hand out a Rolex and possibly rate it, although review shows are kind of hard to do that with. So before we do so, I want to remind everyone, uh, please consider becoming a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. A great way to support the show. You get tons of extra content. You know, lots of the pay-per-views we've done, all the pay-per-views we've done, the Clash of the Champions, the World Class shows, ECW shows, NWA Power shows are all up on Patreon. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. Please become a patron. It's a great way to support us and get tons of extra content. What were you chuckling at just now? I made the mistake of going over to the Sheik's Twitter feed. Oh, what'd you read? Please tell me. Please share. Today said, holistically, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you work in a, you work in an office environment, you're gonna get that word coming out a bunch. <laughs> holistically, go f yourself. I love it. Uh, all right, um, Doc. So. You know, I get confused sometimes. Technically, this did have one new thing on it. So do we rate it and hand out a Rolex? I'm going to give it an incomplete. <laughs> okay, Professor Doc. All right, incomplete. Fair enough. And I'm going dis- to just distribute a Rolex out to Orn. You damn right, Arn's getting it. I'm, I, I don't even think giving an incomplete on the rating is fair. I'm just not going to rate it. Like I don't know how you rate it, but Arn definitely gets the Rolex because he made Zinc look great. He made him look great. He made him look great. And and I mean that's was my comments just watching. Like wow, he's he's bumping, he's feeding everything he did. Like he made Z Man look like he should be the world, the NWA world TV champion. And I can't say that's always been the case when I, you know, think of people who've won titles like Arn in a strange way. And I want to know if you see, if you agree with this, he legitimized like Z man winning the title. I, I, oh yeah. Does that sound crazy? No, it's what he did. So yeah, there was that. Okay. So before we get out of here, I need to take care of a couple of things. Uh, I want to want to mention our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. Please support them and give them a listen uh, Two independent shows. We are an independent show. They're an independent show. So check them out. And give them a listen. Also, check out the bottom line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They handle the show our, or the ECW show on our Patreon feed. And they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin on their free feed. So check them out as well and give them a listen. And I'm trying to think, Doc, do we have anything else before we get out of here? Well, you and I joked earlier today that this show might be the shortest show ever, ever done. Um, I think episode one was like 31 minutes. No, it was an hour. Was it? Yeah, we went an hour. And we shut it down about an hour in. So, yeah. But we've been going for a while here. I mean, how could you? I mean, we put more effort into this than the than the WCW did on their year end show. Dude, they showed the same clip. They showed the same clip twice. 
Dude, they showed the same clip. <laughs> that Sting Luger thing, I was like, why are y'all doing this again? Like, come on. But it was a different time, a different era with their year-end review. It doesn't mean I like it, but hey, we did an hour on five-star reviews, Patreon shout-outs, Ric Flair, Naomi, Sasha, MJF. That was some really good stuff from this week. I mean, last week and a half, two weeks, actually, by the time people hear this. So it was really good stuff, man. But anyway, um, you know, check out Harper's video, shout-outs and relationship advice. Uh, make sure you... Uh, Doc, I don't have it pulled up, so bear with me here. Well, I don't know that <laughs> he's you know, going to be able to get to you quickly because I don't think he can record all of his devices have probably been confiscated at this point. Can you see Hopper in China pulling out a cell phone? Goddamn, Brad, what the fuck's wrong with this internet? <laughs> oh, sir, this shit's they don't... fucking worse than Cox. <laughs> but... Harper is still doing uh, video shoutouts, life and relationship advice for you, your spouse, your side piece, whatever. So email he's gonna him. Mail so much. He's going to mail so much. He's going to find himself in a sweatshop next to a bunch of kids making Nikes, dude. Man. Email him to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. Let him know what you want in your video. Be very specific and detailed when you tell him that. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. I want to remind everyone, you know, Hopper hasn't, uh, this inflation is through the roof. Hopper has not gone up on his uh, video shoutouts and relationship advice prices. We have not gone up on the Patreon prices. You know, BTT at this point is uh, inflation free. Uh, that doesn't make it easy, but it's certainly the right thing to do when everyone else is robbing you out of uh, everything at this point. Robbing We have you. not. We are the only business entity around that has not passed their buck onto the consumer. That's it. I mean, Maybe I don't know we should do that. The T-shirt. Let's, let's talk about raising prices after the show. Well, the T-shirts went up a couple bucks on Pro Wrestling Tees, but the explanation behind that is you can't sell T-shirts and lose money. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So those did go up two bucks, but that's it. Everything else has been inflation-free. The Patreon service, Hopper's video, shout-outs and relationship advice. So there's that. Doc, anything else before we shut this puppy down, ride off into the sunset, and get on the Kawasaki Mule? Uh, no. I don't think I have anything either. So on that note, why don't you do us all a favor? Hit the tagline and let's, let's roll. Book it, bitch. <laughs>